When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend, the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Hey guys, welcome to WCW Retro. Papa Show here, the Maestro of Wrestling here is your host. Uh, sorry I got a little late start tonight, uh, technical difficulties and all that, but we're here. And tonight is tonight, which is Terry Funk night. So we'll be talking about Terry Funk, the legendary Uncle Terry Funk, throughout uh, the entire podcast tonight. So if you got any cool Terry Funk matches and memories, please call in. Uh, 914-338-1885. Once again, that number is 914-338-1885. And looking forward to talking some some Terry Funk with you guys. But so much more. Um, yeah, don't be bashful. Don't be shy. Call in. Uh, let's uh, tonight celebrate the old Funker, if you will, and all his great accomplishments of professional wrestling. So um, call in anytime. This is a nice live podcast. Before we get to uh, talking, uh, make a few announcements and shout-outs, if you will. Uh, Masters of Ring Entertainment, 
MassiveRingEntertainment.com, Fishing with Special Friends, FishingSpecialFriends.com, uh, Innovative Hybrid Wrestling of the Maritimes area in Canada. Now they're up to at the Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Wrestling. Um, that Cauliflower Alley Club, what's going on with them at CaulifierAlleyClub.org or D. Support uh, VOC Nation on Pro Wrestling Tees at ProWrestlingTees.com slash VOC Nation. Get your favorite VOC Nation t-shirt today, including one of WWE Retro, one of your truly Pompous Stroke, or Facing Stroke. Uh, also, um, also, if uh, uh, Papa Stroh merch is on sale, my official website is com slash merchandise. Get your favorite Papa Stroh merch today of all ages, including pets, uh, including uh, the ca- classic Cowboy Skull and Strohzilla merch on sale now. Um, Also, if uh, you'd like to donate, donate to yours truly, buy me a cup of coffee, tips, gifts, etc. Thank you for those who have already donated. If you'd like to donate to yours truly, Papa Stroh, uh, hit me up, my PayPal, paypal.me slash Papa Stroh. That's paypal.m as in Mary, E's and E slash Papa Stroh. Thank you for advance for support. Now I'm taking bookings for wrestling, commentary, seminars, voiceovers, com- com- Comic-Con, uh, uh, different conventions, uh, radio interviews, charities, autograph signings, what have you. I do a lot these days. Hit me up. Uh, if you like casting for your television and film event or a project as well, hit me up. Strofoya at yahoo.com. That's S-T-R-O number four Y-A at yahoo.com. And uh, it's all business. If you'd like to see a special guest on the coming episode of WCW Retro, uh, hit me up as well. WCW Retro at yahoo.com. And with that, it's Terry Funk night, man. Tonight's night sucks and Terry Funk, if you will. So let's uh, let's celebrate and and let's uh, let's 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 do this. Okay, give me just one second here. I'm multitasking as we speak. <laughs> in the in the meantime, uh, I'm gonna place. Uh, the old Japanese uh, theme song for Terry Funk. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Yeah, here we go. I'll play for this. I'll play for a little of this tune for you while uh, I get my ducks in a row and stuff. But in the meantime, uh, call in and give me your favorite uh, Terry Funk story memory. Do so. 914-338-1885. Once again, it's 914-338-1885. We're just talking Terry Funk tonight. In the meantime, here's some Terry Funk from Japan for you guys.
right, we're back, man. WCW Retro. Uh, tonight we're talking Terry Funk. Uh, we got any interesting uh, stories you like to call in? Favorite Terry Funk memories? Feel free to do so at 914-338-1885. Once again, that number is 914-338-1885. And uh, I tell you, the old punkers, uh he's done it all over the years. Uh, uh, the only two brothers, him and Doris Wong Jr., they ever heard the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Um, uh, a legend from all of, wrestled all over the world and has faced some of the very best in our industry. Uh, the Briscoes, the Flares, Harlots, the Races, uh, you name it, man. He's uh, been there and done that over the years and provided lots. I saw a lot of great wrestling entertainment for sure, and and, and I broke uh, broke a lot of wrestling gr- ground, if you will, uh, with uh, becoming a hardcore legend later on in his latter years as well. So, uh, and his matches uh, with uh, Mick Foley in Japan uh, is tenor with ECW, and. Um, and the WCW, sharing the WCW as well. So, uh, yeah, Terry Funk, uh, he's done a lot over the years, man, and uh, he's, he's influenced a lot of a lot of us, including yours truly. And so it's, uh, he, he's very, uh, he's, he's done some great things over the years, all from like just from all over the world. So. Uh, and uh, tonight we're celebrating uh, Terry Funk. I'd like to call in and give you a favorite Terry Funk story memory. Uh, call in at uh, 914-338-1885. That number is 914-338-1885. And uh called Terry Funk, man. And as I'm speaking, uh, I'm pulling up all the information on Terry here. I'm trying to pull up some clips for you guys share. Shows you guys some classic Terry Funk clips and interviews. Um, yeah, I I you know, I even remember like his classic feud with uh, Jerry King and all of that but um it's uh, pretty darn amazing, honestly. And uh, I know he was a big influence on Jim Cornette as well in his career earlier on. So yeah, just uh Yeah, Terry's Terry done a lot, man. Sure has. Uh, okay. All right, well, I'm I'm getting some stuff together to speak, guys. I tight. Um. Yeah, so if you guys called in earlier on in the show, sorry, I missed you guys. It was a tech issue. Uh, I was out of my control, but uh, I got them all straight, and I'm here. So. uh so tonight's Terry Funk night, so definitely uh what we got going up here. Uh let's give you some background information with Terry Funk. Uh, Terry Funk uh known as Terrence Funk. Uh born in nineteen forty four, man. Uh, uh wrestler and actor. And and uh, ironically him and Pepper Martin were my two inspirations to break into acting because they were both wrestlers before going into the acting field as well. And uh, and and Terry made a you know big crossover there and be, become a great actor his own right. 
I want to say one time, he, he's even got his own music album. Pretty amazing. <laughs> There's nothing that Terry wouldn't do, man. And, you know, he's definitely considered one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time, and I, I, I couldn't agree more. So, Terry was born in 1944 in Hammond, in Hammond, Indiana. He was the son of Dorothy Culver and Dory Fox, professional wrestler and promoter. Following the end of World War II, the family moved to Amarillo, Texas. Terry and his brother, Professor Dorfman Jr., grew up in professional wrestling business. They graduated from high school, Hawk attended West Texas State University, now West Texas A&M University, where he competed in amateur wrestling and football. Uh, Terry started his career in 1965 with his father, Dory. A Western State Sports Promotion in Amarillo, Texas, his debut was against Sputnik uh, Monroe. On December 9th, he and his father, Dory Fox Jr., quickly rose to the ranks as a team and single against the uh, names as Ernie Ladd and uh, Hank James. And they began to tell wrestlers that were pretty good draws back in the day as well, in that decade. Now, um, in 1975, Terry defeated Jack Briscoe in the NWA with Heavyweight Championship, like we alluded to earlier in Miami. But Dory failed to appear for a title shot. He came to 14 month title. He had a 14 month title run, rather. Defending the title against uh, Jack Briscoe, Dory, Dusty Rhodes, uh, Carlos Roca, Giant Baba, and uh, Pat O'Connor. In addition to North America, he defended. The belt in Australia, Japan, and Singapore. Yeah, pretty impressive, you know, for that time, right? Um, yeah, and his historical reign in Toronto was defeated by Ace uh, Holy Race. Race lifts his foot for the spine uh, shinbreaker and then traps him in the Indian death block. Funk failed to respond directly uh, and stopped. Now, during 1981, Terry spent some time in the Continental Wrestling Association feuding with uh, Jerry Lawler, uh, which we talked about uh, earlier about that great feud with Jerry Lawler. The most memorable match of this feud happened in 1981 in Mid South Coliseum, Mississippi. Match took place in the empty arena where only Lance Russell. A cameraman and a photographer was present. <laughs> Look at Jones all into the match at this time. He felt he was being unfairly treated in Memphis. Uh, it only lasted a few minutes and ended the punk trying to clean Jones' eye with a broken, with a broken two by four. Lawler kicked uh, Funk's elbow, causing him to hit himself in the eye. <laughs> and it aired in April 25, 1981. And uh, a little bit about his uh, all-Japan pro wrestling tenure. Uh, Terry and Dory Funk Jr. also, you know, they were pretty uh, highly regarded in Japan uh, with all-Japan wrestling. Uh, Terry became a quick star there. And and they were, ironically, they were the heels at the time. So they faced uh, the Sheik and Abdul the Butcher in Tokyo. The two later faced 
Stan Hansen, Brody, and Giant Baba and Fuse as well. Yeah, pretty interesting. Uh, Terry made his WWF World Wrestling Federation debut in 1985 and afterwards had a brief run with AWA. And, but <laughs> he also beat up uh, Milt, the uh, ring announcer, Milt Phillips, <laughs> at one point. I think this is the one where uh, he messed with his cowboy hat, I think. Uh, to a test, took exception to that, and uh, Phillips paid the price, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but... Uh, the Punks were, you know, pretty solid team there in WWF for a bit. Uh, I think they were managed by Jimmy Hart. And uh, they, he had a great rivalry with a junkyard dog at one point. Had some great matches as well. And then, uh, which led him to WCW, uh, World Championship Wrestling, uh, 1989, where he became part of the JTEX Corporation. And the infamous turn, if you will, after Wrestle War, where Rick Flair just won the World Championship for Ricky Steamboat, the Dragon. And uh, Terry Powell drives Rick Flair through a table, which Flair was out for a bit in that altercation. So, yeah, that was, uh, people are still talking about that to this day, in which uh, Terry was managed by. Uh, uh, manager extraordinary Gary Hart and then he, was, he fought alongside the great Lisa uh, that Jap Japanese wrestling was and he's recently uh, uh, announced his retirement coming up uh, next year actually and they had a uh, match called, uh, I think it was the Dundadome the match beyond the Halloween Havoc which was uh, at Ole Anderson I think was the, uh, the special forces back and uh, there are a few, his feud with Flair uh, was wild and crazy and ended up with the I Quit, the infamous I Quit match in the uh, New York Knockout Class Champion. One of the greatest I Quit matches ever since Terry Funk with Flair. Was, I'll never forget it. That was, uh, to this day, what, what a great, inch, what a uh, match for the ages that was indeed. Um, And in 1984, he appeared, reappeared rather, in WCW and wrestled Tully Blanchard for the double qualification at Twinbury in 1994. And uh, later became a member of uh, Colonel Rob Parker, a.k.a. Robert Fuller's stud stable, who he fought alongside uh, Bunkhouse Buck and Arn Anderson and Ming. Right stable, man. I remember, I remember that all too well. Oh my God! The stable focus interviews on Dustin and Dusty Rhodes, and which uh, what a few they got. They, those guys are the most nasty boys. Believe it or not. Um, now, uh, as far as, as IWA Japan and King of Deathmatch tournament in 1984, Terry Funk he joined the fledgling IWA. Japan wrestling promotion. He was going to participate in the IW, 
USA's most famous event, the King of the Death Match tournament, held August 20th, 1995, in Kawasaki. Uh, he was the first to defeat Leatherface and Tiger Jet Singh in extreme style matches, which featured barbed wire, covered boards, glass, and chains. Who was in the finals of the tournament? In the finals, Punk was defeated by protege Cactus Jack, and they pull it. Later known as Eagles on the Fully Force. <laughs> uh, a no ropes, barbed wire, exploding barbed wire boards, and exploding ring time bomb deathmatch. But that's an awful. Um, now, later in Funk's career, um, he had his style changed, of course, like alluded to, from the wrestling traditional Southern wrestling style to the more violent style of hardcore. And 1993, after special appearance against Blanchard in World Championship Wrestling Plan Belief, he promised to help the fledgling East CW, Eastern Championship Wrestling at the time, uh, by lending his talent and notoriety to the promotion. And on July 16th, Terry and Dory lost the Barbara match against the public enemy. Funk maintained a regular schedule of wrestling in the ECW in early days, which is in Japan, he makes huge wrestling programs and wrestling such as Jack is Jack, the franchise St. Douglas, Sandman, Sabu, and Terry Funk's own protege, Tommy Dreamer. Funk further elevated ECW by headline the first pay-per-view, uh, barely legal, on August 13, 1997, winning the ECW World Championship from Raven. Early that night, he defeated Ray Sandman and, and Steve Richards in a triple threat match, thus earning him a match with Raven. Funk went on to successfully defend the title in both bouts at, ch- at Chapter 2, the Buffalo Invasion, Wrestle Palooza, and Heat Wave. He was ultimately defeated for the title by Sabu in the, the Barbar match at Born to be Wild, August 1997, with the Luke. The ring taken down and replaced with barbed wire. Both men had to be cut out of the wire in the match. Sabu had biceps visibly torn open at the barbed wire. As a result, the wound was taped and the match continued. In September 1997, the show was held in Funk's hometown of Amarillo. It was called Terry Funk's WrestleFest. It was both his own show and celebration of his career as Terry. His father and his brother. Terry lost to then... WWF champion Bret Hart in the main event, a non-title. However, before the match, ECW owner Paul Heyman presented Terry with a belt paid for through a collection taken by the wrestlers on the ECW roster that declared him the lifetime ECW World Heavyweight Champion. Pretty interesting, man. Uh, we have a first. We have a caller coming in, man. Uh, this is uh, Professor Steve. Uh, let's, let's bring him on here. Yeah, Professor Steve, welcome back, brother. How you been? Doing good. Just listening in. Oh, okay, right. Oh, yeah, tonight's uh, Terry Funk night, man. Uh, I, I figured this uh, be a topic that uh, you you enjoy calling in to talk about for sure. So, uh, yeah, uh, if you got any cool Terry Funk memories and uh, moments, man, feel free to share with us. Sorry, yeah, just, um, no, like, it's, uh, 
old Japan work, what's watching clips with him and Stan Hansen and obviously the retirement match he had was uh against uh was against uh Gordy and Hansen on the thirty first anniversary his first retirement match. Oh yeah, that was pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. It's, it's, it's Japan work was uh, incredible. It's pretty interesting hearing that the reason why he shaved his face was because he was a baby face in Japan. He grew his hair out, facial hair out for he was a villain. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 you know, they, they had brought him and Dory in as, as, as heels originally, right? But the, the Japanese fans just took to Terry, and and that you know that's when the magic happened. And uh, you know, back back then, you know, it was you know the look, your look and stuff was kind of you know it, it was kind of par for the course, if you will. So, but the Terry man, I mean, the Japanese fans just went crazy for him, man, and. Uh, and gosh, some of the matches that you know you go back and watch over there. I mean, what a run he had! I mean, I, it's just like like people over here in the U.S. I, I I think really missed out on on that babyface Terry Funk run with right. Japan because it, it was pretty pretty amazing. Also, I, I could have um, mentioned uh, in WCW, like, Funk and Flair. That was pretty intense. That, uh, yeah. Feud. And you know what? I, I thought it was cut short, honestly. I thought it could have lasted longer than it did. It was so good. And, right. and, 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 and ironically, it just, just thinking back on it, it, it just boggles me that Terry didn't win this heavyweight championship at one point during that feud. Because, I mean, his, the heat he had with Flair was, I mean, and the matches were just amazing. Right. And uh, also, I uh, enjoyed that uh, empty arena match with Jerry Lawler, where Funk got the uh, piece of wood in his eye, and Lawler, like, would imitate like my eye. Oh, that was great. Oh my god. I love their with Lance Russell with Lance yes. Russell trying to commentate over Gosh, it that was it was so good. So good and I mean he had Plunk and Lawler and I think at one point Jim Cornette got involved where didn't Terry like strip his pants or something? On the T V taping? Wouldn't surprise me. Oh my god. Uh but uh yeah, man, him and Lawler and Funk, man, my god, I mean, two of the greats. And the promos that he would do, I mean, some of the best promos I mean to this day, still some of the best. Oh, yeah, and my favorite Terry Funk promo was the one with uh, Reason to Shower. 
he's pouring more oil on his face. And he's yeah. saying Jerry Lawler wants to be a Florida cracker. Oh, man. Classic. I remember one he did. This was for, uh, I think, Carlos promotion, Carlos Cologne, WMC, and uh, I forget he was facing with, with, it may have been Carlos himself, I'm not sure, but you know, Puerto Rican announcer arrived in the door of his ranch, and Terry came out yeah. the door in his PJs. <laughs> so just just started like spewing at Carlos Cologne and WWC and everything. Oh my God, this is endless. And and the guy and the announcer had to translate that in Spanish, right? And you couldn't keep a straight face. He was like corpse the whole time. Terry was talking. So funny. The, um, one of my favorite hardcore matches or barbar matches that Phone did was uh, the one you mentioned earlier with Anita, but uh, from FMW. Right. It's um, from May 5th, I believe, 1983. And uh-huh. that was also never exploding barbed wire time bomb death match. So. Right. It's um. I think the pyro went off better than the McFoley one, and uh, also there was the drama of uh, Anita covering up Funk because Funk was not respondent and not coming out of the ring in time. I think AEW is trying to do that right. with Kingston and Moxley, but the pyro like didn't go off as great as they thought it was going to. Yeah, I remember that. Oh man! But um, it, it's that's the risk. It's amazing how you transcend his style. You know, I mean, from from the wrestling yeah. style to the hardcore style, like he did. It's, it's not easy to do. <laughs> yeah, that's. One of the reasons why, like, uh, Moxley and Foley is because they kind of can work a a regular exhibition match and then um, do the hardcore deathmatch stuff, too. Right. And Funk was kind of like the originator of that. And I, I think we'll go see a little bit of that at Forbidden Door. With uh, Moxley and Tanahashi, I mean, I, I really think it, it's going to be a great wrestling match between the two. Because, you know, both these guys oh, are yeah. great wrestlers. I, um, I wish we could have got that Moxley-Foley match. I, I was kind of glad, even though the Moxley-Lovner match kind of disappointed people and Moxley, at least we got that uh, segment with him and Terry Funk on TV. That was pretty interesting. Yeah. The whole time, his interactions with Foley and Terry is like, gosh, I wish we can bring these guys back into prime. Being mm-hmm. in the Moxley, you talking you talk about dream matches, man. Gosh, you got, you got two dream matches right there. That would have been amazing. One of my dream matches would have been uh, Brody Lee versus Terry Funk because. Uh, 
Brody Lee, his favorite wrestler, I believe, is Terry Funk. He said that in one of his last interviews. And then create AEW. Oh, yeah. And then um, I could definitely see Brody Lee in that Bruiser Brody role against Terry Funk. Right, right. Oh, man, that, that, that'd that be one for the ages. I, 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 mm-hmm. I think it's, uh, man, I mean, uh, Terry, man, he's, he's in, he influenced. I mean, he, he's influenced even a lot of, the, like you said, a lot of the stars, you know, close closer to this generation. They're still, you know, have that Terry's most influence. Right. Um, you mentioned the, bar, the Born to be Wired match with Sabu. Like, I used to watch that on DVD because uh, it's so car crash spectacle. And, uh, yeah, like, right. Sabu tore his bicep real bad, like, oh, doing yeah. a, a corner running to the corner. And, yeah, it was, it was like, deep. Like, his bicep had probably had to get so many stitches. Like, he's probably still got scarring from it. And then, oh, uh... Brutal. Something similar happened to Terry Funk and XBW with uh, Shane Douglas because I used to I used to have another uh, ECW documentary DVD, but they had XBW matches on yeah. it instead. And uh, uh-huh. one of them was Terry Funk versus Shane Douglas, and it was kind of like a they fought outside of the arena, outside the venue, and like with, um, Terry like found himself with, like a glass bottle, I believe. Like Terry, like oh. even. Even in his like fifties or his advanced age, he was still cutting himself badly in these matches. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe, like, you know, later on in his career, he was doing moon salts and stuff. Right. <laughs> it was nuts. I mean, he's like he had no fear whatsoever. <laughs> Right. I would love to see um, more of a uh, Terry Funk versus Roddy Piper type feud. God, right. can you imagine? That was They amazing. might have only had. They might only had one match because I remember there was some Legends match like that where they mm-hmm. advertised that. But yeah, in their prime, that would have been crazy. Oh God, yeah. I know he faced Tony Blanchard one time at a Slamboree. Apparently, um, W had the Slamboree, but it it, it went to a no contest. You know. Funk apparently had a match with Piper in '83, maybe in May 15th, mm-hmm. and then um, at the Maple Leaf Garden. Apparently, Piper won yeah. the count out, and then. Um, but I was just looking, I was searching through, and he's done a couple uh, Piper spits with uh, Terry Funk. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine a, a full blown out feud with those two? Oh my god. Right. I, I'm I'm really surprised no one capital, would capitalize on that because I mean, you had two of the wildest, craziest wrestlers in the industry. Exactly. This is pretty wild. But, yeah, I mean, 
it just and you you're talking about innovation and uh a guy a guy who who like uh he pretty much um the metamorphosis of what he did through the years i mean i mean to go from wrestling to to the traditional wrestling style to hardcore back to wrestling mm-hmm. um i mean and he's done it all i mean uh became a great actor uh he's even like he's got a couple of albums <laughs> of him singing <laughs> and because him singing his songs it's pretty wild pretty pretty amazing life he's had yeah i I regret not asking Jimmy Hart about that because i didn't I forgot that Terry Hunk had an album, and Jimmy Hart i think uh, uh, was kind of producing it, and one of the songs he sang was Barbara Streisand's nose Terry Funk sang that was actually Jimmy Hart's that's actually Jimmy Hart's song uh, Lance Russell's nose, but they changed the name. Oh, that's really cool! Oh my God, I'm I'm watching. I watched one time a old uh, a talk show with uh, Sylvester Stallone and Terry Funk, right? And mm-hmm. and, and I th- I think they were talking about their mo- movie uh, Paradise Alley at the time, where uh, they were both gangsters in the film, and mm-hmm. uh, and then. To move on later on, you know, Terry did some more stuff with uh, Stallone. Like, uh, we, we talked, I remember we were talking about uh, Stallone bringing Terry in to choreograph that fight scene of Rocky Five with uh, oh, uh, cool. the characters. Yeah, Rocky and Tommy Gunn with the fighting in the streets. Right? And Terry, Terry Funk choreographed all that. And you, you could tell because, you know, just a little bit of rest, they do a little bit of wrestling. In the streets, like the go mm-hmm. behind and everything, and the takedowns and everything. And Terry Funk cool. was choreographed all that. I thought, yeah, I, I thought it was really, yeah, cool, right? I, I yeah, he was with the uh, Five Story. That's cool. Yeah, and he also was in Over the Top when he was arm wrestling, you know, in the arm wrestling tournament. You were cool. Uh, he was the henchman for, uh, I think, the grandpa or the stepdad of the boy, his son. In the film, mm. but yeah, it's just uh, then of course he was in Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze, right? So, but yeah, I I, I mentioned earlier in the podcast that Terry and uh, Pepper Martin were two of my inspirations to actually to get into acting for the wrestling because both of them were wrestlers before they jumped into acting world, right? So I kind of looked up to them, you know, what they did. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Terry told Cornette one time in an interview that he's had a crazy life, and I I believe it. I mean, if you look back in retrospect at what all he's done, it's it's pretty darn amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I remember seeing him briefly in the ringer with Johnny Knoxville. Um, I think it was just a small part, but it was cool seeing him in the background. And then, um, yeah, it's cool that he was able to do the film work. I, I, I think um, part of that is getting a 
insurance, like health insurance, through uh, doing these movies, like these small parts, and I think that's a, a cool thing that he's able to work some small parts uh, to get that right. uh, SAG membership. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely exciting to watch and uh, movies and wrestling. But um, I saw a short yeah. list of matches, a short list of some of his best matches, and uh, one of them was uh, mm-hmm. Bret Hart at WrestleFest. I remember that being in uh, Beyond the Map. That Beyond the Mat, right. Documentary, yeah. They were kind of covering WrestleFest a little bit, that funk rep match from 97. Um, oh, man, I bet that was a class, classic to watch live like that out there. Uh, another match I see listed is Funk versus Steamboat, Clash Champions uh, 7. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, what a match yeah. they had. Not to get back and, and that was like, God, it was so hot in that building. You could see the steam in the air. Remember that? Oh, I can it, believe it. Yeah, that, that was right before Lex Luger turned. At the end, yeah. yeah. Um, another match that was notable from Funk is versus uh, Foley on Monday Night Raw in 1998 in the Old match. Yeah. This is before he was that Chainsaw Charlie, I believe. Right, yeah. What did he say? I love how I love how Natalia she was asked on some Q and A that I was watching in on and she she didn't even say Terry Funk, she said Chainsaw Charlie's her favorite wrestler. I thought that was funny. <laughs> um Oh man. Yeah. And the other matches I see are the one with the Anita that I mentioned earlier, the Barbara Death match and then um Obviously, the, the Funk Flair match and Clash Champions 9 I put match. But, um, Stro, uh, I gotta get going, but I'm really glad I could right. uh, talk some Terry Funk. Oh, thank you for being here. Yeah, call back anytime, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I hope you have a good good weekend. Yeah, you too. All right, Bye. thanks a lot. That was Professor Steve, man. We're talking some Terry Funk. Tonight's Terry Funk night, guys. If you want to call in and talk to Terry Funk, call in anytime to tonight's live podcast at uh, 914-338-1885. Once again, 914-338-1885. And uh, I'll tell you what we'll do real quick. We'll take a quick commercial break, and we'll come back. We'll talk some more Terry Funk right here on WCB Retro. So uh, stick with us. We'll be back. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Frisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Wirtz. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirtz, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 
and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated Fred Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I might be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess filled with little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out, WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro, talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is WWE Superstar Montez Ford, and I'm about to hop in my brand new Chevy Silverado. I'm going to be speaking to four different WWE superstars who know all about putting that hard work. This is WWE Grit and Glory, presented by Chevy Silverado. I heard the announcement. Thanks for coming. Well, thank you. Let me tell how it goes, Jim. How is it I made today? Tyson, the heavyweight. Hey, I want to talk to you as straight as I've ever talked to you. Are you people out there? My arms are not the biggest arms in the world, and I don't have the spring in my legs that I once had. Nor can I run a race as fast as I once could, but on the 23rd, I am going to be the new world heavyweight champion. And do, and do you, do you know why? Because I have 
the heart that something Flair doesn't have. Flair is gutless. He doesn't have a gut in his body. He is afraid of me. And that's why the beat of his heart beats faster and faster as each day comes closer to the 23rd. He says that I have tarnished his career. Well, let me tell you something. I am going to stain the mat cover in Boston a blood red, a blood red. I'm not only going to tarnish his career, I am going to end his career when he sticks his neck out one last time. So, however, we want fire. 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 I want Flare. I want Flare. Not them, not you, but me. Uh, classic Terry Funk promo during this uh, awesome feud of the Nature Boy with Flare in WCW. Uh, great, great times, man. Uh, yeah, we, we had a very, we've had had a very, uh, Great conversation about Terry Funk uh, tonight for sure, and we um, uh, live a lot of great Terry Funk memories and all that. Uh, let's see if I can't find uh, more to share with you guys. Oh, here's a classic uh, interview here with uh, uh, Gordon Soli. Just start listening to that. Hang on one second. Jerry Funk, world heavyweight champion, easy, easy, easy. Oh, so easy. Oh, so easy. Did you see that combination? Suplex and pile driver at the same time. Wasn't that beautiful? You realize that I just successfully came back from a tour in Japan where I competed against the best they had to offer. And I defeated each one of them successively. Do you realize in seven months, Dad, just in seven short months, that I have become the greatest champion ever, except for my brother, Gordy Funk Jr., who's probably one of the finest fellows in the scientific case, political case. And he told me, to say, so just shortly, just, you're going to be better than I ever was, better than I ever dreamed of. And I agreed with him because that's my goal. I want to keep this World's Heavyweight Championship for oh so long. And after I keep it, I want to go ahead and be the first professional wrestler to retire with this right here around my waist. In other words, you set the same goal that, frankly, your brother set. He, too, wanted to retire undefeated. That didn't happen. Harley Race defeated him. Jack Briscoe and pushing the map, which is besides the point. What is the point right now is I have this world's heavyweight championship, and you people can't find anybody good enough to beat me. You might think you've got somebody, but remember, I'm a second generation wrestler. My father was a tremendous athlete, but the one thing that he did have was great guts. 
great desire. And Junior, with his scientific ability, you come, you put the two together, and I just can't name anybody that can compete with me offhand. I know there's some great wrestlers in the world today. I know they're potential threats. I know that all i got to do is put my shoulders down and have Matt Moore three times. And if it hits three, their whole destiny has changed. They become the greatest. They become, they become the hunted, not the hunters. And that's exactly, of course, what you are now. You are the hunted. The top men in every area in the world are looking to defeat you. Can't do it, man. I can't do it. I can't do it. Here's a young man with fantastic ability, great skill, no question about this. Many times highly controversial. Stops at nothing to win a match. And obviously you don't Wait care. Just a minute. I go ahead and I wrestle. I wrestle whenever I get in the ring and I do my best as a wrestler, as an offensive type of wrestler. And I never use the ropes or I never run from any opponent because I am the best the world has to offer. Thank you very much. National Wrestling Alliance, NWA World Heavyweight Wrestling Champion, 252 pounds of fighting fury. You see him here, Terry Thompson. Classic interview with uh, the late legendary Gordon Foley and uh, Terry Funk, man. Uh, classic. Movie. We got a caller coming in. Uh, oh, I think this is uh, Steve again. Uh, Steve, welcome back, man. How you doing? Oh, just listening in. I did want to mention uh, Dory Funk. Uh, I was listening to Regal recently. He was talking about wrist locks during the podcast, and mm-hmm. he said Ric Flair and somebody else. And if you watch the old Dory Funk matches, he said those are the guys with the proper wrist lock. Everybody else is right. not doing correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's that's true. Um, I. I I know Dory Funk Jr. was a big influence on Regal earlier on in his career. Yeah, he was it's saying true. that uh, yeah. Rick and other guys that did the wrestling correctly said they learned from the British guys, and I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you don't see many uh, people apply it correctly nowadays. Um, do you have yeah. a favorite Dory Funk match or memory? Because we're talking about the point. Oh, God. Uh, Dory Funk, man. He's another one of my all-time favorites. Honestly, I could watch him and Jack Briscoe all day and all night. I mean, the, the chemistry, the match, I mean, the great wrestling those two did together was just, was just off the charts. Him and Jack Briscoe. I mean, no, I mean it was just... Uh, you, you talk about a, a scientific wrestling dream. That would be George Buck Jr. Jack Briscoe. But is the, the holds, counter holds, uh, just on a whole new level. Right. And uh, did you um, ever get to wrestle one of the punks, uh, Terry or, Dor- or Dory? Well, with Terry, Terry more so than Dory. I mean. Um, you know, uh, I I never really had an official official match with Dory, but I've always wanted to, honestly. Just mm-hmm. just that uh, man, so much respect for him and the Funk family, and um, and then of course, you know, when I was in WCW with with Terry there, that was a big thrill in, in itself to, to me. 
But um, yeah, I've, I've always wanted to have a, a like a, a straight up match with Dory. I've, ne- I've never really had the opportunity, but it was one of those things that you know that was like one on the bucket list to, to have a match with Dory Funk Jr. Because I mean, arguably, I, I, I still even to this day, I feel one of the greatest of all time. Did the Funks ever work Smoky Mountain? I'm not sure if they did or not. Uh I think Terry did at one point. I'm not so sure about Dory. And if if he did, it was really, really brief. But I think, and, and Terry's, I Terry's think they brief too. But, I think they would have mm-hmm. fit right in. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I would have been tickled pink at the time if Dory and Terry were both there. Yeah. Because, I mean, I've, I've been a huge uh, funk fan. For God, I, since I was way, way, way young, you know what I mean? And just uh, <laughs> like I said, I mean those, and, uh, those guys pretty much were one of my very early inspirations. I was listening to Stan Hansen clip earlier, and Terry was kind of the guy that helped to get Hansen in too, because uh, mm-hmm. Stan and Terry had mutual friends from. Uh, college football, I believe. Right. I I tell you, West West Texas State, man, they produce so much talent for the rest of right. the world. Like Tully and Dusty as well. Yeah. Amazing the talent that came from there. I I still get floored when I think about it. Did you ever um, share any locker rooms or road trips with the, one of the punks, Terry, probably? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I can listen to Terry talk all, all night. I mean, he tells some of the best stories, some of the best stories ever. And and and, and hum, his humor is off the charts. Oh, God, he's so funny. But, I mean, so down to earth, too. Terry is so, so down to earth. You know, I mean, like, but he, he would be like at a campfire and he'd be talking to us, telling the stories. I mean, that's how Terry is, right? You know? Right. Oh, he's great. So cool, man. Probably one of the coolest cats in the business. Did you ever uh, eat around uh, Terry at all? Either catering or out oh, on yeah. the road? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I remember one time him and uh, him and uh, Norman Smiley had one too many, right? And they were swapping <laughs> cowboy hats and talking about talking about uh, getting together a family get together, right? <laughs> what they were going to bring and everything. Oh, it was just terrible. That's funny. I wish I could be a fly on the wall for that. That that was me. Oh, uh, it, it was awesome. Good documentary <laughs> TV. Oh, that was great. I, I remember I one time had, uh, uh, Dale Tor. Um, well, you remember Dale Torberg, right? Who, who did yeah, the, demon. the demon? Yeah, yeah. He had a match one time with. Uh, he was going to have a match with Tom Terry, right? And he, he was kind of a bit nervous because you know Terry, you know. You've seen all Terry's hardcore stuff, right? And 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 
I know he approached me, but I told him, no, you'll be fine with Terry, man. He's in good hands, you know? And uh, he, I guess it did dawn on him that before he did all the horrible stuff, he was a great wrestler, right? You know what I mean? He, he didn't think about that at the time. And uh, it just shocked him when he got in the ring with Terry. Well, what a what a, a great wrestling match they had, right? And right. you know, he just he just couldn't believe it. That that was so cool. I said, I told you, man, Terry. <laughs> you know, I mean, Terry's cool, man. You, you couldn't be in safer hands, than Terry, man. I thought it was cool that uh, I found somewhere. It might have been on the network. There was an old. There's a young Eddie Guerrero and Terry Funk had a match together. That's pretty cool. I wonder, like, what could have been if uh, Terry and his prime could have faced uh, an older Eddie, probably like a 2000s Eddie. Oh, my God. They would have tore their house down. Right. Uh, that, no, that's the main event for you right there. Um, and as far as... Uh, Going back to uh, Dory and Regal, I mean, Dory actually was, uh, when I was learning uppercuts, mm-hmm. Dory was the guy that I, I looked to was learning how to, you know, proper like get uppercuts. And then, you know, when Regal came along, uh, it was another another guy I kind of patterned to learn how to do uppercuts as well. And so when it, it's kind of funny that one looked up to the other, right, and you know, finding out later on, so you know that, that was really cool. That is cool. I think um, Regal Dory, Regal Terry would have been a dream match for me too. Uh, I'm not. They might have faced up. I don't know. I've never seen one for them. I've never seen those two face off. Oh my gosh, that that would have. I would love to sing that live. That would have been amazing. Uh, the see Regal back um, in the day with the Funk in the prime. Oh my God! Can you imagine? Because I know Regal wished she could have faced Brett, but in a, in a different year than '98. But um, mm-hmm. I think Regal, Dory, or Terry would have been great too. Oh, prime Regal, and healthy Regal, man. Yeah, I, I think Re- you can stick Regal in any generation and he would thrive. Mm. That, that's how great. It's, it's, it's amazing. And, it's amazing how long he went and had those great matches with the bad neck for like the majority of his career. I don't see how he did it. The bad neck like that, I, it, it just it floors me. How he did all what all he did. Like, you know what I mean? It's like Rick Flair when he broke us back in the airplane crash. Yeah. And they told him he could never wrestle again. And, and he went on to be even greater than he was. <laughs> Amazing. Right. God, but man, Funk and Regal, man. Yeah. That's. I get just chills just thinking about that. I love this thing, that. Oh, yeah, for sure. God, can you imagine the brawl and counter holds in that one? Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I honestly think, though, that if their, their prime arenas would definitely would be in Japan. I think Japan would really would have showcased those guys up really well. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's, that's a way for I me. Think if, right. That's a way for me is if uh, Regal, what if, uh, if Regal had worked all Japan during, like, its uh, mm-hmm. prime years because uh, he worked with New Japan, I think, mostly. Because I, I think if a healthy Regal in Japan would have, uh, a good run in Japan would have been amazing. Gosh, can you imagine during that time some of the great matches he would right. have had? I know he. Um, oh, man. I know he worked with. Uh, I know he worked with Anoki and Nagaya, but he said. Uh, mm-hmm. Regal said one of the. He said he wanted his retirement match against Nagata, but because um, of health issues, probably wasn't going to happen. But. I'm just glad you get that match with Cesaro, but yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting what if another match with Nagata with Regal, but um, yeah, mm-hmm. I think him and Terry and Dory could have torn it up in WCW. Yeah, oh my god. I, I know we had talked about it earlier, but those uh, series the matches he had with Ric Flair, the Queensberry matches, if I'm not mistaken, right. is that what they called it? Uh, those yeah, I've watched some I, of that recently. Oh, man, I, I love those matches. Some, this one's some of my favorites to watch. You know, they, they didn't get, it didn't get the exposure it it really deserved to get, but, I mean, if you go back and watch those matches, I mean, if you guys haven't seen them, they're just masterful the way they were put together. I wanted to ask you something. Did you ever work any uh, matches in the rounds? Because that's something that was a world sport thing, and then TNA did it for uh, a little bit. But did you ever work a rounds match? Uh, I, I I did a long time ago, and uh, it was ironic because I was hearing about um, Germany having matches like that with rounds, like boxing, right? At one point, uh, with with Otto Swantz, I believe was the promoter at the time. And yeah, I, I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty fascinating, great time. And then I I had an opportunity one time to have one of those type of matches, and it it was different, right? But I mean, yeah, it, it, it's different, cool at the same time. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I think um, I know Cyrus that he wasn't a fan of that format because of the, cause the momentum of the match gets paused mm-hmm. sometimes. But I think if you're looking at the clock, if you're watching a broadcast, it's kind of interesting because then you can, you know you're waiting for the clock to run out for the next round. But that, that, is, uh, that, is, that is something I wish I could have seen Dory Funk or Terry Funk in that situation in like a round type match. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be great. You know, and that's one style of match I'm surprised uh, some of the people here in the States hasn't really capitalized on. You know, you you don't see much of that. Yeah. Impact did it 
for a while, but I don't know. They probably stopped doing it, and then WWE did it once, like with NXT UK, but it's it's very rare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've always thought they're pretty interesting. Oh, um, did you did you tell the uh, Terry Funk uh, chicken the chicken story yet? Oh, not yet, but I was getting ready to, right? Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell it right now. Uh, okay, so there was, uh, this was uh, right before the Super Bowl pay-per-view, right? And I was going to do the promo. We're doing promos in the day for the matches that night, and I'm, I was getting ready to do my promo about my segment with Ernest the Cat Miller. And we're waiting. Terry, I think Terry had a match with Ric Flair that night. Uh, I believe I'm not mistaken. Dustin was in his corner. And Terry had this uh, trash bag in his hands. And uh, everybody kept asking Terry what's in the trash bag. Terry would give everybody the same response. He's like, I'm saving it for the interview, right? So the interview starts, and the camera's... Will starts rolling and Terry reaches in the bag and pulls up his dead chicken. Apparently, he got from his ranch in Texas and it looked pretty rank, right? And he's put the chicken in front of the camera and says, See this chicken? I shall now compare its anatomy to that of one Rick Flair. See these skinny legs? These are the legs of Rick Flair. See this beak? This is the snarls of Rick Flair. And I'm going to take Ric Flair by the neck. And he's grabbing the chicken as he's saying his head. And I'm going to whip him like the dog that he is. He's beating the chicken on the floor. So he's flying everywhere. Uh, we're all laughing. I'm spewing out my water bottle. I'm drinking at the time. And those joints just like laughing, right? You know, and later on, I get back to the hotel, right, where they put us up at. Put us up in a real nice place out there. And uh, the bellboy, he was uh, getting... He gets the luggage to bring back the hotel. He was running around this parking lot with a trash bag, with a lot like what Terry had early in the evening, right? So I went, I went to the get the kid was like, "Hey, man, all right, what's going on?" And he says, uh, "Some old man gave me this dead chicken, and I don't know what to do with it." <laughs> it was Terry. Classic. Not too much. I could see myself in that situation where, like, you just handed a dead chicken and don't know what to do with it. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff, man. Hey, um, one of a kind. <laughs> one of my favorite promos I've seen on YouTube was, like, when it was an older one. Well, not old, but, like, it was, mm-hmm. like, uh, a more advanced age, Terry Funk, and uh, he was kind of promo on Jerry Lawler, and I think he was saying that he was like Bob Barker. And it's so funny and random, but like, there's like, uh, yeah, someone edited, someone dubbed like Texas Chainsaw Massacre like music over it, and it made it like super eerie. And I remember like saying oh, that, God. just having it like, having kind of like a unsettling feeling just from the <laughs> music dubbed over it, but it was super funny. Right. Uh, and crazy promo. Like, 
fun just uh, looking at him as he's talking about Waller's, making fun of Waller's face. Oh, wow. Good. Uh, <laughs> I know uh, I've, I've talked to Lawler and Cornette a few times, and they, they they love Terry, man. They love working with Terry. Even just say you mentioned Terry Thompson, man. It's just just go on a tangent. You know how great it was to work with him. Great stuff. Is um, is there any um thing you like to plug, Steve? Yeah, We're this Saturday I'll, I'll this Saturday I'll be at a, an event in Richmond, Virginia, the United League Wrestling, and uh, should be a fun card. Lots of uh, nice uh, television wrestler stars: Jan uh, Grill, Matt Cross, and Tom Latimer, and others. Uh, definitely looking forward to it, and seeing the local talent as well. Um, that, that's the uh, it's my main plug, just looking forward to that, and also the Britain Door on the 26th. So, a lot is going on in wrestling, news, and events. Right, right. Um, is, did they have anybody special guest for the pro wrestling interview Sunday, or are they still, is that still? Uh, I, I might. Uh, I just got to confirm with my guests, because I do, I do have someone playing for the 19th. I just have to confirm uh, this weekend. Okay. Yeah, yeah, please keep us informed, that's for sure. Um, I know tomorrow night uh, at the Stro Zone on my Facebook page, facebook.com, so I show the Maestro at midnight Eastern Standard Time at uh, midnight Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the feature for tomorrow night is going to be the brain that wouldn't die back in the day, so please tune in for that. And then I'll be doing commentary Saturday night for Shockwave Wrestling Entertainment at the Craven Fairgrounds, Craven County Fairgrounds, rather, in Newburgh, North Carolina. And bell time is 7 p.m., and they, they will be opening the doors at 6.30 p.m. And for more information, just go to Shockwave Wrestling Entertainment. Just type that in the Facebook search. You can go to their Facebook page for more information. So, yeah, that's yeah, it's a good time getting grilled, man. Right on. You'll be there uh, at, at the event you're going to there. That's cool. Yeah, definitely glad. Definitely glad I can go to these local events because you never know who's going to, you know, be there, how, how long they have, you know. Because the whole Jeff Hardy situation recently, I was able to see him locally, so I was glad I was able to at a different uh, promotion. Um. Yeah, I'll be praying hope, for him, hope, man. I hope, hope the best for help, him. Yeah, I hope the best for him. Yeah, same. Yeah. It, it's sad, man. I mean, Jeff's a good guy, man. It's just you know he's he's going through his problems, man. But I hope he can get some help and get back in the game. Same, agree. Yeah, God, a lot of a lot of, of um. A lot of stars are getting like hurt or whatever these days, man. Not every time you turn around, somebody's having an issue. Yeah, you never know. You never know who's going to get injured or released, and um, makes all these local shows important for sure. Yeah, 
Yeah, right. So support your local shows, guys. Because uh, you never know, right? <laughs> you just never know. You're right. But uh, and thank, thank you, Steve. It's been pretty awesome, man, talking Terry Funk tonight. And don't forget the archives of tonight's show. You can go to vocnation.com, look for WCW Retro, throw and and uh, look for the date, 6-16-2022. Uh, and uh, enjoy, if you're in the area of the events we just mentioned, uh, come by and Check them out, man. Support your local shows and talent and everything. And next week, um, next Thursday, WWE Retro will be discussing another uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat right here on uh, WWE Retro. So if you got any cool Ricky Steamboat stories, man, please shoot shoot them by for us uh, this Thursday night, man. So looking forward to that. And with that, let's see if we can... I get a, oh yeah, I did I did have that one in a chair here. See if I can find it. <laughs> but um, with that, I hope you got. Yeah. See if I can find it. Uh, come on. All right, here we go. Almost got it. Oh, here we go. But um, with that, we'll just end it out and close out some, of course, obviously, to Terry Funk. And uh, thank you, Steve. Thank you, everybody, listeners. And have a great rest of the week, week and weekend. We'll see you guys next Thursday. We'll be talking with you, Dragon Spingo. Have a good night. God bless. Thanks.